don't fake it. We just take it. Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question. We react honestly to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we're not striving to be professional critics or make objective value judgments. We just want to put new music in front of you. Even if we don't like something, I encourage you to interact with it, support it, buy records, see bands. The format of the show is that we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and we randomly select usually between five and seven of them per episode, listen to them, and that's all there is to it. How was it described? We go all in discussing stupid shit. Yes, yeah. Mark from TKO Records described us as uh, paraphrasing Patrice O'Neill as uh, two two guys um, philosophically having philosophical discussions about dumb shit. Real dumb shit. Very dumb shit. The dumbest <laughs> it gets. Um, so speaking of the dumbest shit thinkable, imaginable on the face of the fucking planet, we talked about this on last week's episode and... Um, I confirmed my suspicions that Upstate Records... Oh, yeah, I didn't watch the video. It's okay. You're not missing much, man. I mean, I watched it for both of us, but Upstate Records, who put out that very, very, very bad Smash Your Enemies release that we heard on last week's episode, they um, they also they did release the, the Madball Whiskey, and uh, I believe that they are releasing the upcoming Murphy's Law Whiskey and Agnostic Front Whiskey. <laughs> Um, and there's another one in there too. I can't remember the other band. I think that they, I think it is in collaboration with them. I think their upstate records are also the people who put on like black and blue bowl, which is like, you know, a fest that's been going on for a long time. Uh, I, all I can say is I'm not surprised that the people involved have done this. I understand they come from a very different world and a very different background that I do in which, Something like that could seem even remotely cool or sick, um, but I just wanted to confirm that it is indeed them. My suspicions were confirmed, and there is a, I think it's a 14-minute long video. Uh, if you're interested, you can find this on YouTube of Upstate Records and one member of Madball, not the famous ones, not uh, Hoya or Freddie, but I think one of their one of their guitarists. Um, and the guys from Upstate Records sitting around and trying three different types of whiskeys to try to dis d decide which one best represents the Madball brand. Um, there is a lot of dumb shit said throughout the course of that. One being a guy from the record label instructing the other individuals in the room on how best to sample a whiskey. And it's a three-step process in case you were wondering. One, how it feels on the tongue 
when you first sip it, then um, how it kind of feels and tastes on the back of the tongue when it sits on your palate, and then how long does it last when you swallow it? How long do you get that afterburn? So those are the three things that you want to look for when sampling a whiskey to help characterize the whiskey. Um, and uh, one of the individuals astutely observes that as uh, Madball is an aggressive band, they might want a whiskey with an aggressive bite to it. Sure. Uh, it's only natural and it only follows that you would want to, why wouldn't you, you would want that sort of brand synchronicity between Madball and Madball's whiskey. Right. Yeah. So you can find that online if you want to, I won't fucking diss these old, uh, old white New York gang member guys anymore. Um, but man, it's one of the dumbest videos I've ever seen involving one of the dumbest concepts I've I, ever heard. I am actually discovering a, a strange new and stupid world. Yeah. Here's a quote. Uh, I ended up, I don't know who it's from. Okay. It's on an article about the Madball whiskey, right? I'm sure. not going to read this on No Echo. Yeah. I ended up getting passed on to a rep that knew who I was because of my extensive Jack Daniels collection that has over 200 <laughs> bottles with many rare, hard to find ones. Uh-huh. I don't understand. <laughs> no, no, I also don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I re I read the No Echo article too. I hate I hate like dissing No Echo because I've had really I've had a really uh, like Carlos who runs it seems like an incredibly courteous kind guy who is genuinely interested in just like big upping the culture that he's been involved sure. with for a long time Good in, for him. in whatever way that he can. Right. But there is definitely, <laughs> there is no content filter on No Echo at all. Anyone can contribute. You can talk about anything. They will cover the new super sick hardcore record, and they will cover the Madball whiskey with the same amount of gravitas and respect and interest. <laughs> so, <laughs> Here's another quote. Still, it's cool that they're open to these type of collaborations. Yeah. Be it hardcore or Frank Sinatra. Sure. They're a, classy brand, they're a classic brand, without a doubt. Lastly, Jack Daniels, besides having great Tennessee whiskey, just sounds hard as hell. <laughs> now throw in a sprinkle of actual hardcore in the mix. It just fits. It just fits. Sometimes two things just go together, It just man. works, man. Oh, uh, man, that, 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 that sounds like the fucking first, and most people are not going to understand this reference, but if you don't, look it up. But that sounds like the first Rock and Roll Gary podcast episode on, on the Doug Pound, when, uh, on the Poundcast, <laughs> where fucking Eric's with, with the voice modulation, and he's talking about Rock and Roll Gary's brand partnership with Heinz and yeah. how it's one of the classic partnerships. Right. It's classic. This is that. Right. In, fully in action with no irony at all. So, um, I like to pair my Jack Daniels. There's another quote. <laughs> I, fucking I like to quote. pair my Jack Daniels with Jack Daniels. I start off with the Jack on the rocks, and as the ice melts, I do not replace it. Next thing you know, the bottle is gone. <laughs> That's called alcoholism. Yeah, I was say, <laughs> it's called alcoholism. That's not called tasting and enjoying something, right? Yo, I knew a dude who like became a sommelier to mask his alcoholism like full stop he was just like i love getting drunk on wine what can i do in which i i can build a career around this debilitating addiction you know yeah and uh and he became a very uh successful sommelier but not did not successfully beat his alcohol addiction well, i've been drinking jd since i was a kid i only became a knowledgeable taster recently yeah well it takes a lifetime it takes a lifetime of knowledge uh, practice and training to become to refine your palate in that way. Not, not just anyone has the uh, gustatory and olfactory <laughs> capabilities to be a true 
aficionado of Jack Daniels. Yeah, that's right. So I just wanted to get that out of the way up top. I have a. I, I, have, I, I will say. Yeah. The agnostic front box. Yeah. Looks way better than the Mad Ball box. Okay, well, good for them. I'm it's all they... cause for alarm art sure. inside. I'm sure that the bottle looks identical to the other one. I think so. What I read was that the bottles are st- are engraved with the name of the band. So okay. otherwise, it's a standard Jack Daniels bottle, but you're going to have a Mad Ball or Agnostic Front or Murphy's Law engraving on there. Well, then it's completely cool and worth yeah, it. It's actually cool and worth it. So everybody should check into that project. <laughs> yeah. um, I can't imagine that there's literally like the vi- the Venn diagram between people who are interested in that and who have listened to this show for this long, I don't imagine there's a single bit of overlap. You know, it's crazy because for the price of one bottle of Agnostic Front Jack Daniels, I could purchase approximately 30 minutes of music from uh, a a label like... um, Deluxe bias. Sure. Well, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> so, what, did do you know? Do you off offhand have the price point in front of you for like the Mad Ball or Agnostic Front? I think last whiskey? week I said it was like a hundred bucks. Okay, so like think about this, Doc. You could buy like a legit OG pressing of a Mad Ball record of like Ball of Destruction, probably or something, for like probably somewhere in the ballpark. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm at least somewhere in the ballpark. You could get a copy of Set It Off for probably less than $100, or you could buy the Madball branded whiskey. Or you can get the Madball branded whiskey. I mean, you know, yeah, honestly, yeah. The, the whiskey, um, you can get a copy of Set It Off. Yeah. Um, that can't be right. Well, hold on, that can't be right. <laughs> well, it depends on what pressing it is. Yeah, you can get a you can get a first pressing and set set it off, or at least right now on the internet for thirty four dollars. There you go, right? Yeah, sure. Now, now you can get a first pressing at Cause for Alarm. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. For less than hundred dollars. Yeah, it was on Combat. It was a little bit more widely distributed. Now you're not you're, you're not going to sniff Victim in Pain. No, of course not. You're going to have to you're going to have to basically uh, sell five bottles. <laughs> Of agnostic front whiskey. I like that we should change our arithmetic to how many to, bottles. How many bottles of of, of Madball whiskey yeah. does this cost? Yeah, you're gonna have to sell. <laughs> I, I I bet approximately five bottles of uh, agnostic front whiskey to to uh, get close to getting an, an original copy, gatefold copy of Victim in Pain. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, three hundred and eighty bucks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you, there you go. Four bottles. Yeah, you're in. You're in four bottles deep on the Madball whiskey. Yeah. Yo, so so this this transitions honestly kind of perfectly into the other thing that I wanted to talk about this week. One of the other things I'm gonna try to keep this prelude pre, prelude brief, but I got a lot of shit, <laughs> a lot of shit this week Bring to discuss. So we talked about this on the Patreon episode that we just recorded a couple days ago, but I wanted to kind of readdress it here. So you know, you you said your piece on it when we talked about it. If you don't want to interact with these thoughts, don't feel any pressure to. But this gets out to vastly more people than the Patreon does. So I just wanted to talk about it. And I had um, a somewhat rare for me moment where I stepped back from something and realized that I was in fact the lunatic. I was in fact the dick. And uh, it was essentially I'm very used to having bands stay in my house. It's no it's a no brainer for me, uh, especially now that I have a nicer place. It's important to me to be able to host bands in a spot that will not destroy their morale. But sure. that said, I cohabitate with my girlfriend who is involved in this world marginally, is unbelievably supportive, unflinchingly supportive of my involvement with it. 
but is not of it in the way that you or I are in the sense that it hinders our ability to interact with the world well, in every it's, other it's, sense. It's like, yeah, and, and, and it's, a, it's a core feature. Right? right, it is a core feature. It's, it's a little bit beyond just like a hobby. Right, yes, exactly. Which is weird. Very Right, deep. I mean, weird. it's deeply weird, but it's such a it's such a core component of right. uh, of me that uh, if I don't have access to it, sure, or what, I, I don't know what, what the, I don't what know I what do? else to do. Yeah, what like literally, do? what else would I do? Um, so we live in a in a what uh, people would now call uh, an open concept space. It really just is like a very fancy word to say, basically a studio apartment. Yeah, and it's less than nine hundred square feet, yeah. bottom floor. Um, it's not a place where if you're a, if you're a 27 year old woman, you would probably want like four stinky dudes sleeping 20 feet away from your bed, sure. which has no door on the room and big open archways. Hang a fucking sheet. Sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that will get the problem solved. So initially when she was like, Hey, like, could we just reduce the amount of times that that's happening in the course of a year? Could we at least just investigate other options because surely you have other friends who have nice places who have a little bit better setup because we have one couch. I, I would make room here, but I have a dog that is a lawsuit waiting you, to happen. You have a vicious animal that lives here, a wild beast. So, <laughs> um, so I was like, at first, my gut instinct, because I am so deep in this, is like, why wouldn't you want to do that? Why wouldn't you want to host these have people? Have friends over? Yeah. But have she, fun? But they're not her friends. They're oftentimes not even my friends. Yeah. They're total strangers. But you know what? It could be. They, you never know. You you do never know, right? And I'm deep into that. But like for her, I think it's actually, in retrospect, it took me a couple days to get, that, to get here, but actually a very reasonable place to draw the line on where where her level of comfortability and involvement in this stops right well i also think that um she basically has an entire different perspective on it exactly that uh you know us being the men that we are sure just can't understand exactly because you don't know if they could be your friends right you don't know if they could be your enemies right you don't know if they're gonna get a little too wild <laughs> sure but i like the mystery of the whole thing right but i mean like i i i i get what you're saying because i get a lot of that too where like when our neighbors are outside yeah and i'm like oh yes they're going at it again they're they're oh oh right. look 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 he's lost even more teeth he's sure. only got one tooth left in his head yeah and now he's screaming at the fucking neighbor in his underwear in the rain right right and i love it right exactly right but, but uh, uh at the same time I don't have to worry about it. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and most people don't revel in that sort of thing in the way that, that you and I do. So at first, I, my knee-jerk reaction was like, no, I'm making a reasonable request, and you're being very unreasonable. And then with uh, like 48 hours of reflection and her being understandably kind of mad at me, I was like, oh, shit, I fucked up. I'm wrong about this. And the reason that I'm bringing it up on the podcast is because I'm sure that there are other people who are similarly inclined who are in our listenership and when you get so deep into something and you have been so deep into something for so, so long and you have not been in a position where you've had to consider the way in which that obsession Im potentially impacts other people's lives that are close to you, um, you don't have any you maybe don't have the skill set to reflect in a reasonable way. Well, <laughs> you, know? you just get inured too to I mean, how odd it actually is exactly like if you mention right yeah. if you mention like to 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 most folks yes you know 
oh yeah, I book bands from all over the place in my basement. I'm like, what? Yeah. You know, and then, then they just like crash at my place and I cook them breakfast. Like I, sure. I, that was one of my favorite things actually, like running the house was just like hanging after the show. Of course. Um, you know, and I always tried to keep things, I mean, my house was a shithole, but I tried to keep it at least comfortable yeah. and, and, um, relatively clean and, and make sure that people got fed and make sure I was cooking and, and, and like be a host. Right. Exactly. And it didn't, it didn't strike me weird at all. Not even remotely. To have up to perhaps 13. Yeah. Total strangers Absolutely. sleeping on every horizontal surface yeah. in my downstairs. For sure. And then I cook breakfast for them the next morning or whatever. It doesn't strike me as, as strange at all. Right. Right. Because it's part of the adventure. But when you mention that to your average person. Yes. What? Yeah. Like, you know, like it's, it's utterly alien in the same way that the concept of having 200 bottles of Jack Daniels. Exactly. Is uh, beyond our ken. Yeah, for, for sure. So the, so the reason I bring it up is just because I imagine there are other people who occupy the same space. And I just beseech you to, on occasion, examine your deeply held beliefs about yourself, about and, this world. And cling to them. Cling You're right. To, and, <laughs> and cling to them at every possible turn. But on occasion, if you have a partner who makes a really reasonable request of you, think about it for a moment before you go, no, you're insane to not want six people in our studio apartment. Well, you know what you have to do. What's that? You have to rent the upstairs then. Well, I do want to rent the upstairs. That's then, the goal for the next year. And then it's like all solved. bets are out. All bets are off. Hey, we got, we got two more rooms upstairs. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Right. All, that's it. Yeah, for right. sure. Yeah, we, we live in these two rooms right. and we rent those <laughs> other two rooms so that twice, right. maybe twice a month, yeah. we have a place for guests we don't know to stay. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. right. I'm sure that'll go over very well. So I can't wait to cross that bridge when I get to it. Yeah. Um, so there you go. I just wanted to talk about that real quick. Also, I found out this week there is a website and a, a service called Featured X where uh, musicians, I'm not sure if it's strictly musicians, but I believe that it is, can essentially host a profile on there in which they offer their services for guest vocal parts, guest solos, oh, guest I'm drum looking at solos. It now, yeah. Right, and then they put a price point on it. And evidently there are like various deathcore, like mall metal deathcore style vocalists, stuff that you can get the dude from POD. How much what's his price point? Uh let's see. It says uh price upon request. Oh, okay. So that means he's he's asking a lot then. He's, he's asking for a payment on delivery. I think that's what POD stands <laughs> it, it for. It does indeed, yeah. So there are like various like mall, like bands like, uh, I'm just picking, I'm, I, my my kind of available reference points to this world are, are so sparse that I'm going to pull a reference that I'm sure isn't uh, like even relevant anymore, but Suicide Silence, right? Something like a band, the vocalist of a band like Suicide Silence okay. is charging anywhere between one and $3,000 for a single feature, like on a single track. And I think people are like legit paying it. That is bonkers. Fucking nuts. Here's a dude from Atreyu. Okay. Again, is, pay price upon request. So these, are, these are the heavy hitters right, then, the right? The heavy hitters, right. Yeah, they don't even want to tell you how much they're asking you for it. Right. My whole thing is, and so there was some discourse on the internet about it, and it seems like Deathcore fans largely were like, really psyched about this and people who were making fun of this uh this phenomenon were getting just dunked on by a lot of kids with really big stretched ears 
Um, and uh, who, who do we have here? This is Lead Zeno. He only wants 26 29. I say we hire him. Yeah, we should hire this guy 100%. I yep. don't think I've ever seen a smaller chin. No, that's wild. That's got to be like uh almost looks like a lamprey. It might be like a genetic defect. Of I some say sort. we get him. Okay, yeah, let's get Lead End or Lead Zeno or whatever the fuck that says. Um, but so, so it seems like Deathcore fans in general were kind of pouring out of the woodwork to defend this and say like one to three thousand dollars is really reasonable for a feature and like good on these guys for getting their money uh which just leads me to believe like we've really been in the wrong racket we've talked on episodes before about how like metal people in general kind of put their money where their mouth is in terms of their fandom in a way that people in a punk and hardcore don't tend to do right and you can sell 17 variants of the new record on whatever uh death metal label de jure and it will sell out evidently deathcore that extends to deathcore and they are happy to support their favorite vocalist charging three grand for a feature so i think we should maybe do a deathcore pivot we should start refining our gutturals get our highs on deck and easy and and get in there man right. you know I, what i mean I go on right now Five okay. bucks. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. We should start low and build up a really... Five bucks. Uh, Want me to show up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five yeah. bucks. Well, you don't even have to show up. That's the other thing. This is all remote That's recording. what I'm saying. But, you know, if you want me to... If, if you want anything, yeah, five yeah, yeah, bucks, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Here's this guy, Devin Hoke from Obelisk. Okay. 50 bucks. He That's looks, not bad. Hey, he looks like he can hit those lows. <laughs> he sure does. If you, if you can't hit the lows, Devin Hoke can't. Yeah, that's right. There's oftentimes like a little write up on their profiles too for like the the higher end people that will they'll, they'll give you an idea of what they can do vocally. Like I read one who who said that uh, he was known for his uh, his dynamic range of low and high vocals uh, delivered in interesting intervals and phrasing. Okay. So this is a guy who if you if you got something tricky, if you got something tricky in one of your you, tracks, you just can't get. You just can't nail it. You get you get this dude. You get this dude from Born of Osiris or whatever right. fucking band it was. You right. know what I mean? So, um, yeah, just a thing that I didn't know there was a market for. I didn't know was a thing that I learned about. And just another reason to, to support my theory that I've had running for a long time, which is that we're not in the right lane to make money. Oh, of course not. We never have been. Yeah. I've, I've never been in the right lane to make money in a no. single goddamn thing. Not right? once. No. But at the same time, I, I don't know, man. This is lamb goat. Bizarro shit. Right? This is lamb goat bizarro I, shit. I yeah. would have never thought. Yeah. That the ball swinging was so heavy mm -hmm. that you wanted to hire the dude from a mirror. Right. Like he's your buddy. Yeah. It's so it's so wacky to come on. Yeah. And like do not even meet you. Just sit down remotely. Yeah. Record a couple lines in a studio. And I think I think characterizing it characterizing it as ball swinging is the only way to do it too because like you're paying for a feature on your track, right? Like there's no illusion of clout here. It's not like, oh, are these guys friends with right. Amir? Right. No, you just paid for a service it's, rendered. It's, it's you know? the same thing when you see like, you know, bands talking about, you know, we've been, we, we've played with. We've shared the stage. We've shared with, the stage with such and yeah, such. Yeah, what does that mean? Who and gives a so fuck? So what, you paid to fucking do that? And, you know, yeah. like who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. None of this makes any sense to me, but very little makes sense to me, especially when it comes to like, you know, yeah, uh, celebrity. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. And celebrity and, and, and subculture is especially and wacky. clout and stuff like that. Yeah. Like none of that makes any sense to me. I, you know, like I, I don't know, man. You know, fuck it. You know, <laughs> you know, everybody that's on this fucking site, yeah, put them in a heap, set them on fire. 
Absolutely. I don't give a shit. For sure. Yeah, I agree. The world, my world has changed for not at all. No, I wouldn't even miss a beat. No. I wouldn't even know unless someone told me. Right. So, like, you know, if you want to pay three grand to have some dude come up and fucking barf some lyrics into the, into the fucking mic, who am I to tell you you're an idiot? Yeah. You know it secretly. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah. you know, it does. You're right. It does kind of point to the way that metal fans go. Yeah. I was thinking about this because I was on Metallum. Uh-huh. Metallum's like a super ha- handy resource. Very handy resource. Nothing yeah. like that for punk. No, not at all. Like, it's just how punks, it's just how punks in hardcore roll, right? Yeah. Because, like, I can't think of anybody in punk mm-hmm. that would actually sit down and spend the capital, whether it's human capital or actual money, yeah. to put together and host a site like Metallum. Yeah, man. It's just a different breed of fandom right. in general. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's just... And I and I sometimes I do sometimes begrudgingly envy that because yeah. it's like damn you have people here who who fancy themselves as like real legit archivists who are like you know what I think there's some cultural import to this let's make a a concerted effort to document this in a real way right hey two of them are, are you know some might say two of them are speaking right now <laughs> but true. i'd be goddamn if i'm putting together something <laughs> yeah, man. i mean think about like the relative low effort that we put into I creating know. this product i know and like how anytime we discuss anything that has even that demands even a, a, a modicum more effort of our on our part we are like god damn we really had to put in the work for this one <laughs> no, we complained about, we had to listen we to 10 about records to, yeah. to 35 or 50 bands for that kings of punk episode 35 good records right we had to listen to know? 35 good records in preparation <laughs> for this show right yeah you know another example is i mean even think about the super big legit punk labels yeah right i don't know, iron lung sure yeah. right and like um you know static shock and mm-hmm. stuff like that right and then look at what like dude from nuclear war now does right yes exactly it's there's it's like no contest <laughs> there's no fucking contest right yeah. but it, it also might be because there may it's it's a chicken and egg situation right because it's like is there less capital circulating and like changing pockets in punk and hardcore because the fans and the people who are, are who participate in it are less willing to spend that money or are there just less go go getters who are willing to like put up the capital to create like archival resources right. and stuff that people would 100% pay money for. You I, know, I think there's also the expectation, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I can remember, you know, buying punk records 15, 20 years ago and mm-hmm. I would balk at $12 for an right. LP. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 12 bucks. Sure. But I wouldn't even blink at spending $30 yeah. for a fucking, you know, emperor gatefold well it's like that with shows too like people still want shows to be five dollars and it's like i charge minimum eight dollars right. for a show but up to 15 right if i got enough touring bands with enough clout on it 20 bucks for Dude, a show imagine how much it fucking imagine how much deathcore kids would pay mm-hmm. to just see like their favorite vocalist for five minutes in a basement. Yeah, exactly. And dude. talk to them. I mean, that's a racket right there. That's dude. a fucking well, racket. Well, yeah, because those bands actually do sell like meet and greet type packages. <laughs> which is which is a whole nother thing. For like, sure, yeah. There's no fucking way. No. There's no fucking way. I can't think of a single fucking person. Not I can't one. think of one. No. That I would 
actually like spend a little extra money on just so I could meet them. Well, because imagine the disgrace. <laughs> that is the it. shame. It is, it is utterly disgraceful, like, right? What the? Fuck? It is. It is utterly disgraceful. Like you know, I think about that when even just not like punk and metal related, but like you know, I don't know, like other podcasts where they'll have like live shows and right, right, right. So that you we've can, talked about this so you yeah. can hang out with them after the show yeah why would you do that well and also like i think i've talked about it before too like when we discussed this phenomenon like if i were in the position where people were paying to spend that time with me i'd be so embarrassed i'd be embarrassed on their behalf yeah, i would it, be embarrassed would for be me awful i would it, i wouldn't even feel right taking their fucking money no because like like if you're you're talking about something like sex being transactional cool simple it's a simple animalistic act or whatever right no problem transactional friendship right like, transactional socialization yeah and i'm and like especially about it man yeah i yeah. don't like it like I, I i'm sorry i can't live up to that you're my yeah Whatever you paid, yeah, your expectations will not be met. Oh, no way, Jose. And, I, and, and like, I just, the whole thing is weird. The yeah. whole thing's super fucking weird. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's, um, it's all, yeah, whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> right? Pay to fucking, pay to have some stranger on your fucking record. Yeah. Pay right? to hang out with pay people. Pay to hang out with people. Fuck that. Also, just as a final note before we jump into the queue, because we're just running through a list of things that are confusing and um, just mind boggling. Um, oh, God. My, dude, seriously? Yeah. Like, I just got like the piss shivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking yeah, right, about right. that. Like, like, I know, man. Like, ugh. Yeah, dude. It's like. It's a really like it when you really think about it. It's low and it's dark. Like, what are you reaching for that it's important for you to go talk to a fucking stranger whose products you happen to like? Dude, there have been so many times when I've seen people in a public place or something that I had, whose work I admire, and I just go, "Oh, nice," and I don't even go up to them. Like, we, like I think I've told the show uh, the story in the show before, but when I met. Uh, Rivers Cuomo from Weezer, whose first two records are very important to me. I, we spoke for a minute outside of a, of a place that we were both mutually at, and I was like, "Hey, man, yeah, love your love some of your music, whatever." We chatted up for a minute, and I was like, "All right, man, have a good night." And he was like, "Well, uh, do you want to take a picture with me?" Why? And I was like, "No, I'm good." And he was like, "No, you." you can take a picture with me. I was like, no, I'm straight, man. And he literally made me take a picture with him, which was a whole nother level of weird. He needs it. He needs it at that point for sure. He needs, he needs the people taking pictures with him. But like, it didn't even occur to me to be like, yo, can I get a bit? Like, what does it mean? Who fucking cares? Right. It doesn't matter. What, you my fucking friend now? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's really bizarre. It's true, like bozo I, I, shit. Honestly, like, you know, I like the first Weezer record. Sure. I would not know Rivers Cuomo. Like, yeah. Out of context, sure. Unless you introduced him right, to me, right, 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 sure, yeah. Right? Uh, so I was gonna say the the final mind fuck thing, just as a, a little a little cherry on top of the of the Sunday here is um, yesterday I found out. You know how people like you know fingerboarding's been a thing for a long time, dude. So <laughs> yes, oh man. Did you know some people take it seriously? Not just in a way where they're like, okay, I'm good at because sometimes people get good at things that they also realize are stupid, right? right? You know what I mean. Kind of like how I think I'm good at playing hardcore, but I realize it's dumb, you know? Right. Uh, so I knew people got very good at fingerboarding, but I thought it was uh, with a wink and a nudge where they're like, look how good I am at this really, really, like, inane uh, pastime. Right. 
but I found out through a guy's Facebook post where he was like, hey, as some as many of you probably already know, I'm an avid fingerboarder. And a friend recently approached me about being a part of a film project of his that ended up uh, co kind of everything coalesced and it worked out perfectly. And I actually have a full featured fingerboarding part in this film. And I'm just so ecstatic. And I want to thank everybody who's like supported me in this. And uh, I'm just so happy to be doing this. And it's like... The, I, I checked, I thought maybe this was like a very, like a meta irony situation. And I looked and there was like just an outpouring of support from his friends and others in the fingerboarding community, which exists, uh, <laughs> who were like, oh man, so proud of you and how far you've come. And, and so I guess there are people out there who are not only excellent at fingerboarding, but take it really seriously as like a, a, a legit hobby. Yeah. I mean, so, okay. Yes. You and I agree. It is very stupid yeah right i mean yeah i mean yeah it's 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 um it's hard to describe yeah yeah how stupid it is it, yes right but we talk about kink shaming right uh-huh I, I do 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 it i guess if it makes you happy but absolutely like, but like yeah but, but I think the thing that caught me off guard was the getting misty-eyed about the fingerboarding. Right. Oh, no, man. Like, years ago, I crushed I crushed one of my nephews who was way into it. Yeah. Right. And he wouldn't fucking leave me alone. Sure. And he just wanted me to watch him fingerboard Yeah. at Christmas. He got all this stupid shit. That's all he wanted. He was right. like, I don't know, 12, mm -hmm. 11? And um, about five years ago, yeah. And he's like, you know, Uncle Nay, look at this. Uncle Nay, check it out. And I'm like, you know, he'd been doing it for a couple of years. And then, you know, I can kickflip. And I'm like, I don't care, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm shit. like watching it, you know, and he just keeps getting my attention. And, and, and like, I should have just been like, great, buddy. Right. You're yeah. a kid and I'm an adult. And yeah. Awesome. Right. Right. Yeah. But instead, after a while, I'm like, buddy, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I was like, that shit is fucking stupid. Look. And I grabbed the board off him. I was like, check out what I can do. Isn't that fucking amazing? And then I flipped it back to him. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, so I, I'm a dick. You know, I'm a dick. Yeah. And, and I'm trying not to be a dick here. I will say it is unbelievably stupid. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I think is kind of like, um, um, where it straddles a line where like people attribute, okay, esports, uh -huh. not sports, right? Sure, right? Agreed. Doesn't take nothing. It's not a sport. You I got, mean, you, you got a good hand, finger, eye coordination. Yes, right. And I mean, there's, you, you, there's, you, you're good at recognizing patterns and of so course. And, and all that sort of but stuff. But it's not a sport. Ain't a sport. No, of course, ain't not. a sport. No, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, like, uh, um, motorsports. Yeah. I don't even think that skateboarding is a sport. I would, I, I would say anything that requires like physical sure. conditioning and, and that that qualifies like it, it, it requires athleticism, right. right? Yeah. Look at like NASCAR. Sure. Mm. Not sure if it's a sport. It's just, certainly competition. You just got to stay fit so that you don't weigh too heavy, right? right yeah. You don't want to be too heavy for your cars, right? So you can't be a bunch of fat asses. But if all of you were fat asses, it wouldn't make one bit of one lick of fucking difference. Not at all, right? Yeah. You all same playing field, right? Sure. It don't take much. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm granted driving. Yeah, reaction times. It all takes that sort of it stuff. takes a genetic predisposition to pursue right. high adrenaline situations for sure. Any sport. It's not really a sport. I think right. that's a that's a fair assertion. Yeah. And so I feel the same way about fingerboarding. Like where people are like, oh, check this out, and like I've trained. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, 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 for sure. It's mm-hmm. a low barrier to entry on fucking fingerboarding, like one of the lowest, yeah. you know, one of the lowest there could be. Yeah. Um. So there you go. I just learned that that was a thing, and I just wanted to share that with everybody because I know it, and now you got to know it, it too. Yeah, I'm going to look into it. I'll probably go down a rabbit hole on it. Okay. I'm not going to say much more than it's stupid, but hey, whatever. Do whatever makes you happy, right? Sure, but let's but let's, let's not post a, a three-paragraph missive on Facebook about how important it is to you, right? Because it's fingerboarding. Yeah, and if you like fingerboarding and you think we're wrong, we'll fuck you. Yeah, sure. All right, so... Grow the, the fuck up. <laughs> yes. So on that note, let's let's start talking about music made by children. Um, so first up in the queue this week, we have got the band Koyo. This came, comes to us from Brody, who is, man, accumulating like a prodigious fucking list of, of submissions here. There are so many fucking Brody submissions in the email that I have to like go back week to week. There's going to be a Brody submission in every single episode moving forward for like the foreseeable future. Okay. And he will submit like 10 bands all in a row like he's, this he's, he's into it this motherfucker is listening maybe, to music maybe brody ought to be the one to put together the fucking encyclopedia metallum for, for sure hardcore punk. Yeah, exactly yeah brody seems qualified got a lot of energy yeah put it to good use so this is the new koyo track i i heard this i already know i don't like it uh but that's cool i'm I, a lot of people do um next up we have got age of apocalypse with grim wisdom this was sent in by john our, our local buddy john who uh, likes the music, doesn't care for the vocals. I have also heard this and understand why people like it, but I don't really love it. They're, they're doing a Life of Agony, Vision of Disorder style thing that that is not really hitting me. Uh, then we have got X Weapon X with their demo. This was sent in by um, X, um, ex-Indiana resident Aaron, uh, who I've known for a very, very long time, played in bands back in the day around the turn of the century and has lived down in uh, PA for a while now, I think, like, quite quite a few years at this point um this is a new band out of louisville that features members of other louisville bands who were doing some uh just straight up ignorant moshy throwback straight edge metalcore shit um then we have got screensaver with clean current slash repeats uh this was sent in by derek described it as uh some australia an australia based post-punk shit then we have got Otras with their self-titled EP. This was sent in by Tom. Tom also sent in the Drick stuff. Um, this seems like more shit in that vein from what he described, like mm. black metal infused hardcore stuff. Sure. Uh, so it seems like Tom definitely has a, he has a lane. Then we have got Flesh of Morning with Here in Heaven. This was sent over to us uh, by the folks at Blind Rage Records. Uh, I believe that they just put this out. I'm pretty sure. Um, I think they just did like a, they maybe did like a tape a tape version of this, or they may have done the LP. I'm not 100% sure, and I haven't listened to this, so I don't know what to expect with it. Then we have got The Convictions with This Eager Violence of the Heart. This was sent in by Joe, who plays in the band. Uh, he mentioned that our buddy Adam Walker used to play in this band. Um, Adam Walker has played in every fucking band at some juncture. The The man has played in many, many, many bands. He uh, This is a Seattle-based band. Joe says that he thinks that they have... Uh, uh, a novel take on on the punk subgenre. So I guess if we land on it, we'll find out if that's true. Okay. Um, then we have got Fate. This was submitted by Patty. Uh, this is their demo twenty one. It came out at the uh, towards the end of last year. It's uh, some leads based hardcore that features members of the Flex and Big Cheese. Um, Patty says that it uh, veers onto it veers into heavier territory or that territory than either of those bands, uh, incorporating like some death metal influences. Then we have got Mom and the Mailman with Live at Experimental Hospital. This was sent in by Lexi. Described this as like some herky-jerky post-punk synthy stuff. And then last up, we have got Brain Spots 
Um, Brain Spots was sent in by uh, James, my buddy James from Lima. This is a Lima-based band with, I think, most of the luminaries from uh, the Leather Shop, which is like a long-running house venue over in Lima. And uh, they are well-known, as we have talked about on this show, for putting out like gore grind, mince core stuff, a lot of grind shit. But this evidently is like some synth punky stuff that they're all doing together. Okay. So I've, I haven't listened to this yet, but it'll be interesting to hear those dudes uh, trying something else out. So let's roll the dice. Four. All right. Four, we have got uh, Screensaver. You can find this at screensaver.bandcamp.com. They are based out of Melbourne, Australia. The release is Clean Current slash Repeats. It is just a two-song, uh, seven-inch single. Uh, let's just listen to, uh, let's just listen to side A of this. So we're going to hear the song. Clean. I think it's, oh, it's a double A. It's yeah, a it repeats. Double A side. So same, same program, both sides. Okay. So we're going to listen to the song clean current by screensaver. heard the song clean current by the band screensaver from melbourne australia how'd you feel about it yeah 
Yeah. This didn't really catch me. Okay. I liked it a lot. I liked the fact that it was sort of synthy and it wasn't relying on a lot of, it was not relying on a lot of the um, sort of same tropes that a lot of synthy stuff we hear. Yeah, sure. Relies on. Yeah. Right. But um, I don't know. This just didn't, this didn't really catch me. Okay. Fair enough. I liked this a lot. Definitely enough to check out the, uh, the other track on this. And if I like that. As much as I liked the song that I just heard, I will, will for sure go back and check out the rest of this band's catalog. So I think both the tracks, they they, they mention in the write-up here that both the tracks are different. Yes, yeah, 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 for sure. I was reading that too. Um, so we'll see. I might check out the other track. This one just, I don't know, this one didn't, um, like I said, it didn't really catch me. I like the fact that it had a nice sort of, it was a little less um, angular. Yep, for sure. And just sort of driving and straightforward. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of felt a little too low energy to me. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I liked it a lot. I thought that the guitar, the guitar tone was excellent. I liked the guitar leads in this. I thought everything worked well together. Um, I do concur that it would probably. It's going to take the other track on this being really good for me to go back and check out the rest of what they're doing because. Um, I will say I don't think that this was like uh, a cut above the best stuff in this lane that's out right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that it stands up to some of that shit. I think this is. Um, yeah, I think this was really, really good, really solid. I liked it a lot. I also will say, like in the write-up, it mentions um, like Flying Nun, Flying Nun Records, which I know is like a New Zealand-based record label. And I would love to be Mister Subculture Cool Ice and say, "Oh yeah, it totally sounds like all those Flying Nun bands." The thing is, that is a label that I've heard name-checked various times over the years, and just an entire world of this kind of music that I've never even put my little pinky toe into. Yeah, which makes me feel like I probably should. And it also is one of those things where it's like, because I have heard it name-checked in relation to stuff like this before, and I like stuff like this, and I like Suburban Lawns, and I like fucking Devo, and I like a lot of 80s, like, art-rocky, post-punky, new wave stuff. Um, It makes me excited to know that there's, like, entire worlds of shit from this, like the first wave of this, that I still don't know the first thing about. Oh, sure. If anything, even if I don't get that much... Um, out of uh, return listens to uh, Screensaver, which remains to be seen. I'm at uh, at the very least thankful that this has uh, inspired me to finally check out the Flying Nun Records catalog, which I'll probably start doing this week. So go for it. Um, all right, let's uh, let's see what's up next. Two. All right, two is uh, Age of Apocalypse. I'm not gonna. Pre- I I know what this sounds like. I'm not gonna preface this with any sort of. Uh, you already did. Well, I, I prefaced it by, by saying that I didn't really... Oh, yeah, I did. I, I already taught, so name-checked the LOA and VOD, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's going to become quite obvious to you um, that that is, uh, that is the case as soon as we start listening to this. So they got the first song queued up to play, but, you know, the house rule is we usually listen to the eponymous track, um, and they do have a song called Grim Wisdom off of the release of the same name. Let's listen to that. That's We've been going with that for years. Um, so you can find this at ageofapocalypseny.bandcamp.com. We're going to listen to Grim Wisdom off of the same record, or off of the record of the same name. Thank you. 
All right, we just heard the song Grim Wisdom off of the LP of the same name by the band Age of Apocalypse. How'd that hit you? Mm, I don't know. Okay. Every once in a while, I get a bug up my ass to listen to Life of Agony. Sure. And I'll go back and I'll put on, you know, River Runs Red. Yes. Um, and I like it. Yep. But I never listened to Life of Agony enough mm-hmm. to want to hear like like I ne- I almost never want to hear another band that sounds like Life of Agony. For sure. For we sure. talked about this before. Yeah. I think maybe in a Patreon episode where, mm-hmm. like, to me, Life of Agony is pretty singular. Very much so. Yeah. And. Most bands that go for something like this, mm-hmm. musically, yeah. they're not coming from a place that I really like. Sure. Um, and then, man, you have you have to be all in mm-hmm. and really good, no doubt, to pull up to pull it off. I agree. Now, yeah. this wasn't bad, mm-hmm. but I don't know, man. So, so I have a, a really similar relationship to Life of Agony. I really don't fuck with them after River Runs Red. Like that's the one for me. Um, I put it in. I put it on in the car uh, like a couple months ago, and my girl had never heard it before, and she was like, "Man, the riffs are are going on this record, but that dude is doing something, huh?" And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, the vocals are are they had they have to hit you at the right time or in the right way." Yeah, but I think. Life of Agony's novelty is their, it's not their uh, strongest feature because they're also a really fucking good band, but it is a very strong feature. And I think the fact, I think the simple fact may just be that that only worked on me the one time pretty much because I'm going to do a rare thing here in which oftentimes I'll say uh, of a it's this phrase is loaded in which I'll be like, I'm not the target audience or like, this isn't for me. It means like, I do think this sucks, but it's good at what it's doing. But also I think you're a bozo if you like it kind of for this, I'm going to say that, but not mean any of that. I think this band, I'm going to give this band their due flowers. Like, I think this is really, really Uh, good. Roses. That's right. Roses and thorns. Right. Well, so the roses here, I think this band is really, really good at this. Um, I fully understand why this band is popping off. I understand why people like this. I think that if this is done well live, it's cool to see. I think the dude going for it on the vocals is like a strong choice and a good choice. We talked about a few episodes back on the band uh, from Indianapolis who was really going for it on the like the, the metal band who was like really trying to sing those like candle mass style you know what I'm saying? wasn't wasn't there. But he wasn't there, but it. he was going for it, and I respect the attempt. Right. This I think actually gets way closer to what they're aiming for. Everything about this works. I just think, like I said, it just worked on me the one time, and that was the moment. That was the moment I would connect with Life of Agony style shit, and it never came again, really. Yeah, because you know, I feel like it's a gimmick. Kind of, yes. You know what I mean. Right, like yeah. if you do, if if you write heavy, if you write heavy metallic hardcore, yeah. And and you know, I've mentioned it many times. This isn't necessarily my favorite permutation of it. Sure, right. Um, but then you sing over it. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows exactly what you're fucking doing. Right. Yeah. 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 For sure. <laughs> that's 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 what I'm saying. Like it's LOA is just so singular. And I should also note this was like produced and mixed by Taylor Young, who played in Twitching Tongues, who is a band that that flirted with the Life of Agony thing, not quite as overtly, but I think they are almost single handedly responsible for like 
a second renaissance of Life of Agony 10 or so years ago when they first came out. Um, so props to Taylor Young and crew for like heralding this kind of stuff in and being one of the only bands trying to do it for a very long time. And I liked Twitching Tongues like first couple releases quite a lot. And I guess that was the other instance because it wasn't full LOA worship at all, but there were elements there. And I liked that band a lot when they first came out. So there's another example where it worked on me. But yeah, like I said, I get why people are fucking with this. It's cool, man. I think it's really well done. It's produced really well. Like the production style for this works perfectly. I think like all the gears are working in unison. This is like a well-oiled machine. Clearly these dudes can write a song. I think yeah. they're nailing what they're going for. I just don't care about it. And it's fully on me that I don't care about it. I think you know? that if I saw this live, yeah. if you, you know, if I saw this live and um, this band did not play with another a bunch of other like meathead sure. hardcore bands. Yes. Right? Yeah. If I saw this live and wasn't already like tuned up and pissed off yes. at the fucking idiot shit that I hate. Right, right. And then this came on. Yeah. Right. If I saw this live without any, any, any preloading, I probably like it. Sure. Because, you know, it sort of sticks out. Right. And that might change my 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 uh, appreciation for it now. Sure. Like I said, it was good. Yes. But uh, there's only one. It, it, this, in my mind, I, I was looking up Greta Van Fleet. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Because they just want to be Led Zeppelin. To a T, right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And why? Sure. Fuck off. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, you yeah. play for my fucking dad. Right. You know? Um... And and I kind of feel like anybody that's trying to sound like Life of Agony, why? Right, right, sure. It's like like Life of Agony's cool. Let it let it be the singular thing that it was. Yeah, for sure. I but I get that. This is coming from somebody who will listen to bands that sound like Negative Approach. Absolutely. Until uh, my skeleton turns to <laughs> dust. Right. Yes. Yeah. For sure. So there you go. Like I said, fully get it. Think it's sick. Probably not gonna gonna listen to the rest of this record i've heard a handful of tracks off of it i have a bunch of friends who were hype on it i appreciate it i get it but you know just didn't catch me whatever i'm uh i'm the idiot i'm sure so um let's uh let's roll the roll the dice see what's up next all right three okay three is uh otras you can find this at uh anxt records press dot uh yeah so like i said this is the stuff that is on the same label as like the drix shit that we had on the show i think i think that was last week may have been the week before yeah yeah um, i can't yeah i think it was a couple weeks ago. i know this is a label based out of the czech republic and it seems like they have uh they have a lane for sure uh if this is anything like what we just heard it heard on from that drix stuff and it was certainly described as being similar uh, so I can't, uh, I don't know what language any of this stuff is in, uh, a language that I don't speak. Um, the first, Czech? yeah, Czech, I would imagine, but I don't, I didn't want to assume that this band is from the Czech Republic because there are bands on this label that are not Czech. Um, so I think if you're from anywhere around Czechoslovakia, yeah, you're speaking Czech. <laughs> Maybe I, I, I don't have know. No There's, idea. I, I don't it, think that's it, correct. It's, such, actually. It's, such a, it's you know because it's such a weird thing for us to be like if Michigan and Ohio spoke totally different languages. Yeah, 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 for sure. 
I forget. What a pain in the ass that would be. It would be a huge pain in the ass. But it is also, uh, it's, it's, we are the exception and not the rule. Yeah. Right? And I know. Because that's about how the I can rest drive of the world is. I can of miles and, and people speak, speak the same version of the language that I speak. Yes, for sure. Most people. Most people. Right. And yes. if you don't, whatever, that's fine. That's on me. I should learn the fucking language. Right. I would like to learn another language. I think about it every day and Too then I don't now. do anything about no, I don't, it. I think about doing all sorts of things to oh make my myself God, better every day. I know. And I don't do a single goddamn thing don't do any of them yeah it's uh it's a sad state of my work gives us like free rosetta stone oh no shit I th you think I'm taking advantage? See, of I'm sitting in my I'm sitting in my position for a minute there. I was like, oh, I would totally, and then I was like, no, no I wouldn't. You wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Right? No, no, nope. I if think I, about if it I all the time. If I was going to, I would have. Yes, yeah, exactly. The ship is fucking sailed on me. Let's ever. Le let's learn Czech. Okay, let's learn Czech. That would be a fun twist. What? Um, okay, so I don't know how to pronounce the first song on here. I'm not going to try, but it features somebody who I think uh, is wants to be referred to as nobody. They in paid PDY. a lot of money. <laughs> they they maybe they. They bought this feature on Featured X. To this. I, I don't want to listen to attractive features somebody else. Right, because you you don't know what you're getting. I don't know what I'm getting. I want right. to hear the fucking band, right? Okay. Like, why, you know, is... the second? See, already I'm assuming that they paid somebody. <laughs> it's, you know, this could very well be a friend. Yeah. But already I'm like, why the fuck would you pay somebody to be in your shitty fucking yeah. band? Oh, it's the intro. In the, in the under, underneath it says, intro by nobody, the wizard himself. So maybe let's skip the intro slash yeah. track, uh, but then the second track is also way shorter than anything else on here. Let's do the third one. Okay, so we're going to listen to whatever the third track on this record is called by the band Otras off their self-titled EP.
All right, we just listened to the third song off of the self-titled Otris EP. How'd you feel about it? Uh, the only thing I liked about that was how horrible, horribly noisy it was. That's what kept me interested. Yeah, for sure. I, I really did kind of start zoning out. Yeah, I, fu- I fully zoned out on this one, man. Um, yeah, the, 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 the abrasiveness of it was the only thing that stuck with me. Yeah, for sure. I, I just don't think that this had a lot of riffs. I think it was sloppy in a way that didn't feel particularly endearing. Uh, was very part salady. Uh, you mm-hmm. just kind of they were like, "All right, next next riff now." Um, not a, not a lot of mind paid to transitions on this. I I I too appreciate that it is uh, quote unquote raw, but beyond that, yeah, I I, I don't think this was outstanding. Yeah, I I, I do want to um, mea culpa. Mm-hmm. It's not Czechoslovakia. Czechoslovakia ceased existing in 1993. Yeah, so the Czech Republic. It's the Czech Republic. Yeah. Like an idiot. I forgot that Czechoslovakia doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it happens, man. Right? Yeah. And they do speak Czech. Yeah, well, I know that they speak... Oh, you mean this band speaks Czech. I'm, I was going to say, I, I know... this band, but the people of Czech Republic do. Well, I fucking know that the people of the Czech Republic speak Czech. <laughs> but I would still push against your assertion that everybody in the general area around the Czech Republic speaks Czech. Because even within the Czech Republic, there is, like, a... There is a multitude of different languages spoken. And, like, also in that area, lots of people speak Russian as a first language sometimes. It totally depends. And there's tons of regional dialects. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I didn't think this was particularly good. <laughs> I didn't think it was very good. There's another this this uh, the the label that's putting this out, uh-huh. um, Angst Records. Oh, that yes, it probably is Angst, isn't it? A N X T. Okay, that's the Czech word for sure. Angst. Okay. Um, independent nihilistic label from Czech Republic, which is focusing for evil symptoms and human desperate since ni- June 2019. You know what? I, 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 I am also focusing am for evil focusing symptoms and human desperate. Yes, I definitely am focusing for evil symptoms and human desperate. Damn, I really like that as a catchphrase. Yes. I would love a shirt that just, I would legit love a shirt that says focusing for evil <laughs> symptoms and human desperate. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I understand completely. Yeah, 100%. Me too, angst records. Um, okay, cool. Let's uh, Let's roll the dice. Three. All right. Three is uh, Flesh of Mourning. This is the stuff that's uh, that's on Blind Rage Records out of Dayton, Ohio. But the band itself is based out of Austin, Texas. I don't know. I don't know anything about this. You speak uh, Texan? What's that? Yeah. They, they, well, Texan is a dialect unto itself, I suppose. Um, all right. So it looks like they've got the song Dream queued up to play on here, which is about halfway through the record. So we're going to hear Dream by Flesh of Mourning off of their record Here in Heaven.
All right, we just heard the song Dream by Flesh of Morning off of Here in Heaven. How'd you feel about it? I like that. Mm -hmm. It's got me curious. Okay. I want to hear what the rest of the album sounds like. Yeah. I liked it. It was minimal and, and almost um, meditative. Sure, yeah. Um, everything sounded great. Yeah. The uh, singer for this band mm -hmm. was in Hatred Surge. Oh, no shit. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. What you doing in Hatred Surge? Vocals. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Sick. Hell yeah. That's cool. Um, That's a crossover I would not have expected. Yeah. And uh, some other hardcore bands and stuff from the Austin area. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, more more hardcore kids growing up. Indeed, right? yes. Yeah. More yeah. hardcore kids growing up, moving on, playing something a little more um, suiting. That's right. To, uh, to their stage in life. That's right, yes. I bet you she doesn't let anyone... Uh -huh. Random strangers crash at her nice place. Not anymore. No way, Jose. No way. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no she, way. Paid a, she paid a lot for those mid-century shelves, and you're, right. you're not going to lay your sneaky feet by them. No, no, no. But I like this enough to check out the rest of this. I, I, I hope that every song isn't as minimal. Yeah, I agree. I want to hear a bit more. Uh, I, I want to hear more um, dynamism. For sure. Yeah. I think I think, track to track. I think I kind of feel about this the way that you felt uh, about the screensaver stuff. Like, it just didn't really catch me um i thought it was i like i i will probably check out some other songs on this and just see like what they what else they have on offer i thought that this was perfectly passable but it just didn't do anything for me in this precise moment one pitfall of this show that we've acknowledged before uh as well is just that sometimes something hits me at a particular time in a way that it, it just i wasn't ready for it in that moment no i feel and it happens all the time you know what i mean and also and the because I get so busy editing this stuff and just living my normal life and shit, I'll forget to go back and revisit stuff that I'm like, you know what? On a different day, this might have hit me different. This is one of those things. I think on a different day, a different time, I would have liked that maybe twice as much as I currently do because I thought it was just okay. On a different day, I might have thought, yeah, this is really good. Um, so I'm going to try to make a mental note to go back and revisit this because uh, I would like to hear it in a different setting and no. see what I think about Sometimes it. Sometimes things hit you, right? The other day, driving out the fucking, I, I was driving across the state. Yeah. Prague hit me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Nothing but King Crimson, Nectar, sure. yeah, yeah. Area, okay. Camel. Yeah. Right? Why not, man? Why not, right? Sure. So all the way there, two and a half hour drive. Yeah. Just listening to fucking sixteen minute songs. Yo, Prague is a Prague is a driving music for me. It's like good, dude. Like I don't really <laughs> like I don't typically sit around and put on like a King's X record. No, but, but if I'm driving a long way and I, I'm like, yeah, yo, man, I want to listen to some King's X. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Exactly. And uh, yeah, that's where I was, man. So I just uh, put it on and let it go. Hell yeah, and uh, felt good, you for know. Sure. And uh, yeah, sometimes things hit you. Or just before you got here, before I went and picked you up, yeah. just working out, mm -hmm. listening to fucking Concrete Winds and Diocletian and shit sure. like that. Yeah. So maybe that's why the, the, the uh, screensaver didn't hit me. Yeah, maybe. Coming out the gates. Right. Maybe it primed me for this. Perhaps, yeah. Um, but yeah, I like this. I, like I said, I, I want to listen to the rest of this before I make a final call. Yeah. And I hope that um, there's a little more uh, standalone tracks. Sure, yeah. Here and there. One thing I really liked about this was... And at first, when it came in, was that abrasive vocal sample? I'm sure, guessing yeah, what yeah. that was. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. I, I liked, I liked the um, how off-putting that was. Yeah, for sure. In I the agree. otherwise 
dreamy track. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's roll the dice one more time. I was so fucking long-winded at the top of this episode that this is going to be like a, a five-band, a five-band. I so, think last week was too. Yeah, maybe we got a we got a few uh, we got a few phone well, calls. Well, we we still have like too. fifty bands to drop on on how we get. I know, I know. I'm going to do it this week. Yeah, yeah. we've kind of lost the thread. I feel like you should go in and, and and re-record an intro, but like, hey, here's the deal. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, on on the on the actual feed. There's just one. There's just one thing separating yeah, yeah, it. You can. You can, they'll. They'll just see it right I, there. I know. But the next time we do it, yeah, we just gotta uh, give me some. I'll do it in reverb. Okay. You do, and we just boom, lay all, right. them all down. Okay. Fair enough. Although it did, it, as I predicted, though, when I dropped two at the same time, it really affected the numbers. Well, fuck them. <laughs> sure. Fair enough. I guess separate the wheat from the chaff. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Cool. All right. Right. All right. Well, how many we got left? Six. Uh, six. Yeah. Six. Okay, six is uh, Brain Spots. So this is the band from Lima, Ohio, that features members who typically don't play in what uh, they would self-describe as a synth-punk band by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I don't think that there is a, uh, a band camp for this. James sent me a link directly to the song that he wanted to wanted us to listen to, so I don't even actually know what the name of the entire record is. Um, I think he said that you can find this stuff on Spotify, so we're going to listen to the song Long Road to a Raw Deal by Brainspots. heard the song long road to a raw deal by brain spots uh the name of the entire record is weird world and like i said i think you can find that on uh on spotify and some other uh streaming services so how do you feel about that uh this is wading into an absolute sea chock full of fish yeah um it's getting lost yeah for sure I but you know it's as far as i know i mean i haven't 
talked to any of these folks directly in years. Mm. As far as I know, this is kind of new territory for some of them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, at times I kind of liked how it, it reminded me of, um, you know, some sort of dungeon synthy sure, yeah. aspects to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm, the weak part for yeah. me, the weakest part, mm-hmm. the vocals. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the the vocals were not they were not hidden like the I think the sort of like pensive lackadaisical thing like I get what you're going for I just don't think that it was executed here um, like I don't think it was hyper well executed here and I don't think that it really suited the music either like I think you could I think you could throw some more energetic vocals over this and it would match the overall kind of like tenor of the track better yeah yeah I don't know this this was like I said there's there's so much of this stuff out there that is just yeah. top notch. Mm-hmm. This stylistically compared to like a lot of the synth we hear, this this is, I, gu- I guess, I'm just gonna say that Grimestone Records is mm-hmm. its own sort of like that. That's like a touchstone. Yes, this is sort of in that wheelhouse. Sure, yeah, a little bit, a little, yeah, but mm, yeah, right for sure. And I so I want to give these dudes their props because I know them, and as you pointed out, like I think this is this is new territory for a lot of them, like. Lima and this core group of people is known for putting out incredibly excellent grind. Uh, they have played in a bunch of really, really good bands that if you're into that shit, you've probably heard of. Um, and some of which we've played on the show too, like even recent bands that they're doing, I think are always a cut above uh, in that particular lane. It's always really yeah, good stuff. E- even bands that sound just like them that we fucking hate. Yeah, exactly. They're because just, they're better. They're just better at it, man. They're just way better at it. This, yeah, I think I think this is, it's obvious this isn't their strong suit, right. but I'm psyched that they're trying something different. Sure. And I also will say, uh, I think the full-on synth approach, like no guitars, no bass, nothing, just live drums and two synths or however many synths they're, they're using i think is a sick move for sure right. i like that a lot um but yeah as far as the execution on this i thought it left uh, something to be desired but it didn't suck it just is like compared to as you pointed out the top tier stuff in this this world it's just getting lost in the mix everything sounded mismatched in here too yeah like like tonally like tonally yeah, mismatched. Sure. Yep. you know the, like the drums the vocals the synth none of it sounded like it it, it meshed together well. yeah i agree with that and for that sure. That didn't help it at all. Yeah, um, and I'm sure they recorded this stuff themselves, so it's probably a learn. Like you've you've spent like your entire adult life at this point, and and prior to your adult life, your teen and adult life, recording like fucking gore grind and hyper blast shit, and doing it yourself, and doing a really good job of it. And now you're trying to record synth pu- synth punk stuff. There is going to understandably be a learning curve to yeah. that. You know what I mean? So yeah. I imagine the next effort will probably sound better. They'll work out the kinks and shit. But yeah, I agree. There is some like production hiccups on this as well. Yeah. So, um, okay, let's uh, let's listen to uh, the messages we got. We just got a few, and I think even tackling just like three messages, we're still going to run a little bit longer than we normally do because I was fucking blathering on about all sorts of bullshit. We just couldn't stop about that whiskey. I know, dude, the whiskey, like, it went longer than I, because I thought it was just going to be a footnote, yeah. but then the further we got into it, the more feelings and thoughts it dredged up and shit. Yeah. So, all right, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's hear some messages. Hey, D. Smokey Johnson again. Um I'm here for story time this time. So we were talking about shooting people and guns and stuff last week. Uh, that was a joke. Probably knew that. I'm an asshole. I can make asshole jokes. Don't shoot anybody. Don't be pulling your gun on people. That's that's fools type fucking activity. You're going to get killed. Uh, but uh, to keep the names of the guilty out of public discourse and to keep them from persecution, 
I will leave the names out of the story, but uh, I had some friends back in the day that used to take uh, uh, AR-15s, and uh, we would make a party out of this in uh, this kid's backyard. He was, like, uh, living out in the middle of the sticks, but we would put beer cans and uh, apples and shit and eggs on people's heads, specifically one of our friends who was in a band with me, uh, and they would be shot off of his head by this other guy who was thankfully a very good shot. Uh, and, you know, you never missed, you never killed anybody doing it, but, uh, you know, sometimes you get your dumbass friends together and you put trash on their head and you shoot it off with, uh, you know, a 5.56 by 45 millimeter weapon um, and hope that they don't die. And it turns out it's a fun time, real fun. Shoot at your friends. Go for it. Don't do that. That's a joke. Don't do that. Please. I don't want to be incriminated. Okay, a little William Tell action. Yeah, for sure. I I think I I uh, as I talked about on the last episode, I it's because I was raised in in like you know I was, I mean I'm only uh, third generation American. You know, like my 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 grandpa's uh, family came over from Romania and shit. But like since they were in America, I think they all owned guns and. Uh, so I was I was raised with a healthy reverence for the firearm and taught like uh, like taught proper discipline and like taught to regard it with the proper sort of caution sure. from a very young age. Sure. So even when I was at the height of my like assholery and tomfoolery, it would ne- never have occurred to me to like shoot something with an actual gun, BB gun. Maybe guns different story shoot, the shit, shoot the shit out of each other but with an actual weapon at no point even during the height of my tomfoolery would it have occurred to me to shoot stuff off of my friend's heads no i mean that is that is wild that's right? that's truly wild behavior like, and with an ar like you're done you're done you're done so well, yeah i mean yeah um yeah i uh, i don't know like i i did some truly horrific and reckless shit yeah right mm-hmm. um i don't know you know, we, we, I had a virtually unlimited, um, access yes. to high caliber explosive fireworks, sure. like quarter sticks of dynamite and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, man, you give some 14 year olds and 15 year olds, you know, rednecks yeah. out in the fucking sticks of Westmoreland County, um, you know, a bag of quarter sticks of dynamite. Right. Mm. Yeah, for sure. We're going to see just what those things can do. Yeah. Right. Yes. Um, Taking guns out, shoot them. Always had a reverence, you know, like like taught to respect them. Sure. But frankly, it's not fun uh-huh. to shoot guns in a safe way. That's true. It's not fun until things get reckless. It just yeah. isn't. Yeah. Right? Until For you're sure. shooting things you shouldn't be shooting. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Right? You're, trying <laughs> right. to, you're trying to, you know, like we would go out shooting the power line out behind the mall, which is just bonkers that we used to shoot at the power line out behind the mall. Absolutely. Right. Because, different times. I mean, different times. <laughs> yes. Right? Train tracks behind us. Oh, of course. Train goes behind us. Dude, we're lighting that fucking dude, train. Yeah, up. pot shots at the fucking cars. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're sure. lighting that train up. Right, right. Um, all sorts of shit, but never once. Yeah, never once did it occur to us to shoot at each other yeah, and try man. to shoot things off of each other. That's a that's the type of high risk behavior that I never I never got to. Like, yeah. I mean, I took some. Re- I I definitely indulged in some high risk behavior. Depending upon your perspective, the perspective of probably any normal or well-adjusted person, probably still indulge in some what some people would consider high-risk behaviors, uh, but never, never that one. 
Never that one. Never shot at my friends. Never was inclined to. Never occurred to me. No, that's bonkers. So hats off to you for surviving the ordeal. Yeah. You know? For real. Um, All right. Let's listen to the next one. Oh, guys. I'm so proud of you. It's fatty. Um, Little F. My God, you guys have come such a long way. Um, I'm just calling because, you know, as a, 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 a blatantly open and and proud homosexual, I, I'll i give you my seal of approval to say fag any day of the week, um, you know, if you want. It's cool that you don't. Um, definitely better optics, you know, for the other other blatantly proud and, and loud homosexuals who might get offended. But, you know, you guys seem cool. I'd say you're allies, right? Like, that's – you should be allowed to say faggot. Nobody thinks you're talking about gay people. Right? Anyway, stop saying little S, because that's darn. It it just sounds gay when you say it like that. Or don't, whatever. Anyway, I'm proud of you guys. When you started this podcast, you would have just said sad. Bye. <laughs> well, he's not wrong. You no, know, he's not wrong. But little F's is funnier. Little F's is so fucking fun. It caught me off guard when you said it, and it fucking destroyed me, dude. <laughs> little F's is funnier. I thought when I was editing the episode that night, I was fucking losing it when I was fucking reco- when I was uh, like got to that bit. I was I was dying. Fatty and I messaged about this a little bit too, yeah. and he was like, "Dude, when when Nate said little F's, I fucking lost it laughing, dude." Yeah, I think little little F's is definitely. Definitely. It's just better yeah. for comedic effect in general. It is little little f's is, it, a, is it, the it height is of better, it. You know. Yeah, yeah, and we're not talking about gay people no. when we say little f's. No, of course not. Right? right. No, or of course fags. not. No, no, indeed, right? none of those words. Uh, none of those words are in reference to actual gay folks. No, no. You know, I. I it's all about context, right? It's all about context. Boy, you got to hit them where it hurts. That's right. So if you really want, like, like okay, you got some fucking dude coming to your door. Sure. Right. Hand you some fucking bullshit about, you know, uh, replacement theory and uh-huh. some shit like that. What do you do? Right. Call him a faggot. <laughs> right. Of course. Right. Because that's the man who's going to be the most. Right. He's going to take umbrage that, with that's, that. That's the one where that, that's going to bite him. Right. Yes. Right. Exactly. Get off my porch, faggot. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because yeah, sure. that's going to bite him. Exactly. You know, you, you don't engage. You weaponize. Right. right. Sure. I'm not talking about gay people, but I'm talking about that guy on my fucking porch because right. I know calling him that is going to fucking irk him. And, and provoke him yes. worse than anything else I can call him. Exactly. It's like you're, uh, which we've <laughs> seen this in action, uh, calling men, like old men, old white dudes of a particular age, a cocksucker. Oh, man. There's you, nothing dude, worse you could, there's nothing worse you could call them. They're getting a bit old now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For now sure. they're getting a bit old. Right? Like that generation of people, but, right? But like, yo, you, you call like a Korean War vet a cocksucker? Yeah, dude. It's fighting worse. A World War II vet? Yeah, Oof. yeah, <laughs> yeah, for right? sure. Yeah, right. It's not that I got anything about sucking anything against sucking cock. Sure, yeah, but I know it's gonna piss that motherfucker off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not throwing shade at sucking cock. I've ventured into the territory a few times in my life, but, uh, but man, it is a, it is a good fucking term to throw at men of a certain age yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, let's, well, with, with Fatty's endorsement, let's move forward right. in our bigotry light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, boy, I tell you what, you know, we, um, we don't care if you're racist, <laughs> right? As long as you make good music. Right, sure. Right, we don't care if you're racist. Yeah. We, uh, 
we, we, we tiptoe around the edges there. Yeah. We tell people to weaponize terms that might be terribly offensive to them. Sure. As cis white males. Of course. Right? Because yeah. we know better. Right. Sure. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. Sometimes I wonder. Maybe, yep. maybe uh, we should just shut the fuck up. Yep. Well, you know. Uh, we're, 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 we're not gonna. We're, we're not gonna. So we must. You know, I, I honestly, I, 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 I sometimes sit and like pray. Yeah. The closest I get, we'll say wishing. Sure. That, uh, yeah, the guy would come knock on my door about replacement. <laughs> yeah, me too, dude. I, I just, yeah. I just, I just wait for that interaction to occur. Yeah. I like wonder what, what could I do? Sure. What could I do to, to, to catalyze that mm-hmm. that interaction. I love to provoke a person like that. You know, dude. what kind of sign could I put in my in front of my house? Yeah. Just so that person feels like they should come up and um, <laughs> try to set me straight. Yeah, for sure. Right? I agree. Just let's let's like I said, accelerationist. Right. Yeah. Yeah, let's get let's it going. Let's just get it done. Yeah, let's sure. get it over with, yes. right? Yeah, let's get this, the bullets this flying. This fucking culture war is bringing every, everyone fucking down. It's debasing at every fucking level. Yeah. Let's just get it done with. Yeah, exactly. Let's let's turn the culture war into full-blown warfare. Right. And then we can say we did it, yep. and we can move forward. Yep. All right. Okay, let's listen to the last message. Yo, yo. Just curious. You guys got any podcasts that you listen to to plug? I mean... You've talked about it. I mean, it doesn't have to be hardcore or D&D related, which I know you both fancy a lot. But, um, Nate, anything kind of environmental, kind of almost like sci-fi? Eats. I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm an idiot and I completely forgot you have a thing for cryptids and you have talked about experience like that. Uh, stuff along that line, stuff that would be more science related and dealing with, I mean, just, I don't know. Bio Um, whatever. Nate, what about you? Or not Nate. Great, what about you? Also, uh, thoughts, best wishes. Actually, does Alpha Omega have any standing to be considered a good album? Does, I mean, I like it. I know a lot of people shit talk it. I literally did not realize that JJ was on it. Anyways, I'm probably taking too much time because I'm a little frazzled. Peace. Also, listen to Let It Down or Live It Down. Yeah, listen to Live It Down. Okay. Okay. Well, what, what, how could it be, how could it be an AJ call without mentioning Chromax? Sure, of course. Right. Uh, no, no, I don't think Alpha, I don't think Alpha Omega is at, at all. Uh, in consideration has has a good record. No, I mean I guess it's better than near death death experience. Near death experience. Um, it, to in my personal opinion, no. There are plenty of people who would fucking take me to task on there on that. There are probably some people who would want to knuck up if I said that. But no, I, I think I think that record like full on blows. The songs are too long. I mean, there's a couple riffs here and there. Uh, the, they're they're going for it with the vocals, but they're not landed anywhere close to where they want to. No, I don't think it's a good record. I think the last time they ever got close to being good was on some of the tracks on Best Wishes, and even on the whole, I don't really like that release. I just I like the idea of it more than anything. But God, there is so much information packed into this call. Let's just stick to the to the the part. main to yeah. the thesis, right? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, yeah, so we've talked about like we both like uh, you know actual play RPG podcasts. I'm I'm wearing a Pathfinder shirt currently. Um, the main one that honestly at this point I don't even really listen to a lot of actual play 
podcasts in the sense that I'm listening to a bunch of different networks. I mostly listen to all of the stuff that's on the Glass Cannon network. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so it. much of it. And like as a Patreon subscriber, you get so much more. Um, so it's just like I, mean, I listen to a lot They're of that. giving you some of that Patreon money back for for uh, giving them such a solid endorsement? Yeah, that's, I, I hope so. Um, I'll, I'll reach out to them. Um, so I listen to a lot of that. I mean, that consumes the vast majority of my listening time. I listen to it when I'm like, when I'm working during the day and stuff, taking pictures of product, listing shit and whatnot. If I do venture outside of that, um, I'll listen to, I will listen to Axe to Grind on occasion. I've talked, we've talked about like, I've talked about the hardcore podcasts on here, like, for Seven Inch Club, um, obviously Extra Grind, um, obviously Kings of Punk, but like most of what I listen to is stuff on the Glass Cannon Network, and then occasionally I'll listen to like um, I'll listen to some video game uh, like history based podcasts, like uh, Designer Notes, which are like usually multi part, multi hour episodes that are deep dives with a particular game dev um, who worked on like a particular game or series, like. They talk to like Sid Myers, who developed, you know, Civilization and Pirates and all of these incredible games, uh, SimCity, et cetera. That's a really interesting episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, so occasionally I'll veer into that, especially if it overlaps with stuff that I'm interested in. Like I listened to one where they were talking to one of the lead developers uh, for like Bald Baldur's Gate and Planescape Torment and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's all pretty much nerdy shit. And then. Um, some of Pat Kinlan's podcasts, uh, that aren't axe to grind. Like I listened to worst possible timeline and the one that he did with Ian Shelton for a while. I listened to that, but beyond that, I mean, not really. Yeah. I don't really listen to, to too many podcasts. I don't listen to science ones. Um, here's the thing. Cause people are, I, I, I find people irritating. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's, that's, that's basically what it gets down to. Yeah. I find people irritating. Yeah. Um, so unless they're playing D and D. I don't really want to listen to them. Yeah, for the most part. All right. Yep. I just don't care. They're and and, and I, this is this is my problem. Like, I am uninterested in people's stories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a phenomenon I've, I've thought about with you to where the the extent to which you don't care about people's thoughts or stories, even in the context. I'm not, I'm not interested in their experiences. Yeah, it's 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 wild the extent to which it actually goes yeah, for you. Like I, just, I thought about it because we talked about it once, and I was like. Damn, I don't know anybody else like that on that scale. Yeah, I just don't care. I don't yeah. care about your interpretation of reality. Sure. I don't care about what struggles people have gone through. I just don't fucking <laughs> care. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it bothers me that when, when I listen to like, you know, if I listen to anything, like I, I once in a while I'd listen to like an environmental podcast or something like that. Yeah, sure. But I don't like eggheads. Yeah. I, 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 I you know, I, I, I talk to a lot. Sure. Right? And I, it's fine. I, I speak. It's nice to talk to people that are in the shit that I'm really into. But I, again, it's it's also um, um, depressing. Yeah, I get that. Um, that's why I won't watch like nature shows. It's fucking depressing because people, oh, look, isn't this fucking wonderful? But you know what? Fuck them because we need palm oil so we can make all this stupid shit in our industrialized fucking food supply. Yeah. So uh, fuck it. Right? Yeah, actually, fuck it, right? 
Yeah, and one, then you get the then you get the fucking apologists too, that are like, "Well, who are we to tell people in the Amazon not to fucking cut down the rainforest so they can have a better way of life? Is it a better way of life? I don't fucking know. Yeah, um, you know, it's just it's just all this. I, just shut the fuck up and admit that we're killing everything. Yeah, and we're never gonna fucking stop, despite all our fucking hand wringing and all our fucking hoping and praying and happy pictures of cute little fucking baby animals. It's all fucked. Yeah, it's all going to go up in flames. So that's why I don't listen to it, because I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what people have to say about where they've been, where they're from, what their story is, where they come from. I don't give a fuck, because it's all fucked. So there you go. <laughs> Thanks, AJ. Thanks for that. <laughs> you you, you, um, you facilitated us going out tonight on a really strong, yeah, no, positive I'm Seriously, note. my pulse is, like, up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can tell. I was... I, I am fucking five seconds away from just going off on an entire screed. Yeah. Right? So let's just end it right now. <laughs> we, got, we do have one text message oh, that's going to be a right, different. Well, it better be different. Okay, it is, it is different. Um, it says, it's Will. I'm going back to the old episodes, and on one of them you mentioned Nate's old band, Daisy Cutter. He said he had a stack of records sitting around that if anyone wants one to hit you up, I want one if you were serious about that offer. Maybe add to the next Demolition Records Patreon tape send. Also, I'm moving back to Chicago, and we'll send my new address through the Patreon chat. Thanks. There you go. There you go. Yeah, if you do have a stack of those. I've had actually had so many fucking people ask about getting daisy cutter records they're i think they're in that box right over there okay well they're in a box somewhere if you yeah if you've got some i've had i would say 10 to 15 different people ask about getting a hold of some there you go we could indeed send them out with the next patreon batch for sure yeah that's too self-promotional. I hate that shit. <laughs> the band does hasn't existed for I, years. I hate it just ugh, it makes my skin crawl. I know what you're, I know, but we've had enough people ask about them that it might be it might be prudent. <sighs> you're not self-promoting. You're just meeting. Ah, you're meeting the you're making, meeting the demands of me others. Feel fucking bad right now. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's wrap it up. So I did actually on that tip want to shout out the new patron Patreon subscribers. We've got. Hey, you did it. Uh, we did it. Yeah, I want to remind you. You told, you said that you would do it last time. Yes, I and I'm doing it. So we got Joel at the $10 tier. We have got Ben, uh, my buddy who plays in Taking Meds at the $5 tier. Thank you, Ben. Um, we have also got Mark, who uh, I mentioned earlier, a uh, dude who runs TKO Records, who um, who just uh, subscribed at the $10 tier recently. And then we have got Joe at the $5 tier. And I think those are all our new Patreon subscribers since the last time I shouted everybody out. So thank you to everybody who subscribed. Uh, we just got a new episode up last week. Got another new episode going up this week. And then sometime... Uh, before April ends, I think we're going to record a third episode. So you should have three episodes up this month to make up for the lack of an episode last month. Um, if you want to subscribe, it's patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, if you want to send in, send in music, it is demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. And then if you want to call and leave us a message or shoot us a text, it is 260-222-8341. Thanks to everybody who listens, and we will catch you on the next episode.